Hello and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am privileged again to have Matthew Walgren on the program with me. So welcome back, Matt. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Love to have you on the program. It's nice to have you as a regular. You're great to talk with, so thank you so much for being here. Before we get started, I want to make a couple announcements. One is that um, I have a group that I've booked for... um, you know, a group that I am leading myself, and that is actually a transatlantic cruise in 2020 going westbound from Southampton. Yes, I'm very excited. It's actually half full already. So well, half full with the, I've I've only booked a minimum of rooms to see if it would fill up, but before I even posted it anywhere, it was half filled. So that's good news. And, um, If anyone's interested in that, please uh, send me an email, and you can use my uh, travel uh, agency email address, which is megan at aticket2travel.com, and uh, please make sure that is the numeral two. So megan at aticket, the numeral two, travel.com, and uh, that is going to be for July 2020, westbound from Southampton to New York. And, uh, and that's going to be a really neat itinerary, which is simply sailing across the Atlantic, but the entertainment is just top-notch on Cunard. So uh, more on that shortly. Sounds awesome. Yeah, and I do have a private Facebook page. It'll with be lots. on one of those queen... Go ahead, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, it sounds like it's going to be on one of those queen ships, like Queen Mary or Queen... Mm-hmm. Yep, so Queen such. Mary is docked out by you, actually, as a floating hotel. In California, and then Queen Mary 2 is which uh, ship that we will be sailing on, this transatlantic crossing. They make sure not to say cruise, it is a transatlantic crossing. And, um, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's an amazing trip. So, especially for um, military folks, I know a number of you that have moved on this ship to and from the Europe, from Europe, and um, we are one of those families that has done that on our way out. So, if you have interest in that, uh, please email me, we'll get you those details. Um, and then the next thing I want to do is just read out um, some new reviews that we've had on iTunes. Um, really appreciate the reviews. They're very helpful, and they just uh, you know let me know that this isn't going into outer space, that people are listening, and that there are things that they, you know, that it's valuable. So I appreciate that. So this one says, life-changing, exclamation point. Megan is super knowledgeable about travel options, destinations, and creative trips. If life is measured in peak experiences, then Megan is the travel agent who can show you the way. Love this podcast, exclamation point, five stars. Thanks, Jdola23. Hope I said that right. And um, I mean, they're really helpful. It's good. It's nice to hear this stuff. So thank you, everyone. Or if you don't like something, I'm happy to talk about that, too. That's fine. All right, Matt. Well, how have you been doing? We're going to get into the segment of the program where we talk about the travel that you plan, uh, which is usually some fantastic group trips and whatnot, but we're going to do a destination review today of some hotels because you have just been traveling like a madman this summer. And one of the places you went to was Mexico. So will you give a little bit of an introduction on the topic that we're going to talk about today? Yeah, so I had the opportunity to to go to Mexico in the Cancun region and in Riviera Maya and Playa del Carmen, that kind of area, and and visit a bunch of hotels and resorts, really. Um, And it was a really cool experience. Um, There's so much different kinds of hotels out there that I I never thought of, 
and different sort of themes. There's like a themed hotel for almost everyone out there mm-hmm. and for any kind of experience you want to have. And I got to, I got to see 12 of them, 12 of the best hotels wow. out there. And so I've kind of got my picks and memorable ones that I, I definitely want to go back and experience myself and, and even some other ones where I'm thinking this would be great for some clients of mine. Hmm. So today we're going to talk about three types of travel experiences for three different types of travel because there are so many different experiences to be had in Mexico. But um, can we first talk about the Cancun airport and what that process looks like and getting out of the airport successfully and in a timely manner? Would you describe that to us? Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's it's fairly nice airport. Um, when you get out, though, so you grab your luggage, go through customs, all that kind of normal stuff. The tricky part is once you kind of those last doors that you open and you're kind of free from the airport, there's going to be a lot of tables and desks there with people trying to sell you stuff. So you kind of got to get through that unless unless you're really interested in what they're doing. But what I do is I kind of arrange those things beforehand, transfers and stuff. So that way I know the price and I don't have to sort of haggle once I get there. And the confusing part is sometimes the transfer service that you've arranged, it'll say, okay, yeah, we'll be in a blue shirt. And then you get there and there's all these people in blue shirts that are for different companies. (laughs) And so I've actually gotten um, stopped there thinking, okay, I found my guy with the blue shirt talking, talking, talking for 15 minutes. Why isn't this guy taking me to the car? <laughs> right. He just wants to talk about activities and finally realize, okay, I don't think this is my guy with the blue shirt. I, I need a different guy with the blue shirt. And so the trick is go past all those tables. Don't even look at anybody in blue shirts or whatever the transfer company said they're wearing. Pass right through all those tables to get outside mm-hmm. and then start looking for your guy with the blue shirt or the guy with the white tie or whatever description they gave you. Yep. And then it's pretty seamless from there. And who are the first group of guys with blue, with the white, or sorry, blue shirts on? They're all, uh, I mean, they can do transfers too, but it seems like they're mostly trying to sell you different activities and add-ons and stuff. And so I just, I don't like doing that on the spot because I've found in the past, you know, in any country, when you're doing those kind of things last minute right at the airport, that you tend to pay a lot more. Uh, and I just don't want to. Sure. I don't want to get screwed, so, well, and so also, I tend to kind of plan the things ahead people? of time, or even at the hotel. Yeah. Who are they? Well, I mean, like the trust factor. Like, who are these people? Anybody can That's put right. on a blue shirt. Oh, I get you saying. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, they're not vetted. I don't know who they are. I'd rather, if I was going to book something last minute, I'd probably rather do it through the hotel, or even just ask my, you know, if you have a travel agent, ask your travel agent any last minute things they can put together for you. But the hotel's pretty good um, with that too, and a little more trusted than, than these people at the airport. Awesome. Okay, so let's let's go in order of closest to the airport. Who is our first type of traveler and what resort are we going to? So the first one um, that pretty much wowed me, and I, I'd never even considered a, a property like this, but it was Live Aqua. And they do have a couple locations. There's one in the Cancun area, and then there's another one closer to um, Playa del Carmen in Riviera Maya. Um, and so this, they brand themselves as, I think they called themselves a spa resort. Mm. They put that, that word first. And so when you get there, uh, I was just wowed. It, it's all about relaxation. So you walk in, there's like this 
nice little trickling, you know, water. Mm-hmm. As you check in, they give you a hand massage. You sit down oh. and they give you a hand massage. Um, there's different aroma therapy going on. Um, welcome drinks, the music playing. It just feels like a spa right when you get in there. And, and I was only there for about like an hour. kind of low and relaxing, Matt. Like I'm getting a little dreamy right now. Yeah. So if you hear me snoring, yeah, you know, that's you're doing like. a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much how I felt. And I was, you know, I was there really just about an hour, just checking out everything in the property from the pools and all the different services in the room. The the room had some unique relaxing elements as well, such as every day they'd put out a different sort of relaxing toy, whether it was a Zen garden or, you know, some other kind of relaxing thing to play with. Um, they had an aromatherapy collection there in, in your room as well. So you could spray whatever sort of smell you wanted on your pillows or in the air. Mm. Um, it was really, you know, like I said, I was only there for an hour, but by the end it was just like, I was already feeling relaxed. I was like, Oh, this is so nice. I, this is something I definitely like to do after say like a hard year <laughs> i need to go yeah. out to this hotel and just kind of decompress for for several days yeah actually and it's I think not that... yeah, it's not a party go ahead oh yeah go ahead oh no no, no go ahead i had um there's a I, I don't know if you ever heard the podcast i did with um john dennis he's a certified counselor and he was talking about how people need to book things, like tax accountants need to book things in order to get through their tax season. They need to have something to look forward to and to relax. And I think that this is like uh-huh. that type of a property from what you're describing to me. Like if you knew someone that was an accountant that needed to like totally like decompress and unwind, it sounds like from from the moment you step on the property, they're working to help you to relax. And I like that idea a lot. Yeah, from beginning to end, that's the whole point. And even if you, you can rent a cabana mm-hmm. out near the pool for, for a day, which I think wasn't that much, is maybe $40, and it comes with a massage. Yes. Which I thought was really cool. And I like it that all of the clients that go to this hotel sound like they know or that they should be pre-qualified to experience tranquility and they're going for peace and they're going for relaxation. So it's not going to be loud. It sounds like, you know, I would hope that that's the way it is anyway. Does that, do you think that's that correct. people yeah, and it's, know that going into it? Yeah, I think um, definitely this is, you know, people who are going here are people that want to relax. It's not a party atmosphere, but that being said, and it's not loud, um, they do, have activities um, and fun things to do, and they do have a silent disco that they do. So uh-huh. people can still kind of party in an area, but it's a silent disco, so That's there's fun. not like loud music bumping. We saw one go through Edinburgh this summer, and it was and it was a and our friends participated in it actually, and they started at like kind of the top of the hill with this silent disco, and then they were all dancing. They danced all all the way through the French festival, and they were just. You know, no one knew what they were singing. Well, you could tell because some of them were singing quite loudly, but, you know, it was just all the music was in their ears and it was cool. It was cool. They had a party. We weren't part of it because we didn't have the headphones on, but it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So what else do we want to talk about this? Was there dining on site? Yes. It was, all, it was an all-inclusive resort. So there was dining on, on site, um, alcohol included, mm-hmm. different restaurants that you could choose from. Um, they did have 
to other activities such as yoga. There was a um, Asian-style restaurant there, I remember, a few different dining options. And, the, and it was really nice beach property, too. There was a nice beach there, nice pool, and all that. So how many rooms is this hotel? Oh, boy. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> is it a mega hotel or closer to a boutique-style hotel? No, I wouldn't say it's a mega hotel. They have uh, two. One is a, a smaller boutique one in Cancun, mm-hmm. and the one that's closer to um, the Riviera Maya region mm-hmm. is is a little bit bigger, but it's still not, like, huge. It's not like these ones where there's, like, 400, you know, um, people. Let me see right here. I'm actually looking it up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to see amenities. Say the number of rooms here. Four restaurants mm-hmm. on site. Okay, is it 60 rooms? It's four floors and oh, 60 rooms. That's so nice. it's, it's a smaller hotel, yeah. which is perfect for what they're trying to do. Yeah, or and that's the one had... in Playa del Carmen. Awesome. That would be like a good destination wedding place. There would, it wouldn't be too overcrowded. The staff would know you. Do yep. they do that there? That sounds like a good place for that. Yeah, they do do it. It's um, It would be adults only, mm-hmm. though. So this is one of those adults-only kind of properties. Mm-hmm. So depending on, on how many people coming and what you want to do, yes. Have you called their resort? Like, what's their hold music like? Is it all just, like, rainforest sounds? Or is it like Enya? It could be Enya music. <laughs> I don't know. We should call it right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Matt. So what else do you want to say um, about this property? So, yeah, that was that was basically, you know, what I wanted to talk about on it's just basically it's for people you know a lot of people ask um where should i go you know i want to go to cancun which where should i stay well it really depends on the experience you want to have mm-hmm. and so if you want a really relaxing experience you want to come back refreshed and and just soothe and maybe have some massages or, or spa treatments then then this is the one i would recommend and it's good to have that in your pocket because most people want to go to cancun for <clears> something <throat> else so it's good to know this option is right. out there. Okay, what's the next type of resort and who is it for? So the next one, it's it's another adults only. Um, it, this one is going to be for honeymooners. Mm. And it is, and I had an opportunity to, to stay here and, and see the different kinds of rooms that they had. Yep. And it's El Dorado Maroma. Oh, yeah. Palapitos. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and, and we the like Palafitos, this brand. That's the overwater bungalows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a great brand. The food's really good. You know, a lot of people say, and I get a lot. Uh, I don't know if I want to do an all-inclusive resort because those the food tends not to be as good as if I just went into town on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not true with this property. The food is really good, and they have their um, own greenhouse. And if you if you just so they grow their yeah. own produce and they right. control the water source. Fantastic. Boom. Problem solved. That's Continue. right. Continue. Let's talk about the Palafitos. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the, they didn't let me stay in the Palafitos because um, those are highly coveted. But mm-hmm. I, I was able to, to view one of them. So when you go and you, you book the Palafitos um, style accommodations, you have your own restaurant. Mm. You have your own little area that you walk through that nobody else on the resort can can go through, so it's a little bit more secluded because mm-hmm. there are other room styles there. Sure. I stayed there, but just not the Palafito section. Um, and, and it's a really nice room. It's big, it's spacious, it's mm-hmm. kind of that round, um, 
sort of look. It's got the floors with uh, the see-through floors, so you can see the water below you. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it has an, a little outdoor um, hot tub and a ladder that goes down directly to the ocean. Oh, nice. There's some sort of uh, lounge chairs out there where you can relax with cushions on them. There's an indoor and outdoor shower, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it was really spacious, and I, I did take a video and, and posted it on my Instagram uh, newsfeed story. Not on the newsfeed, but on the story thing. Sure. Uh, maybe I might be able to grab that and, and pop it in um, for the viewers, but it was really, nice. really something special. And it's not like going to, say, Tahiti, Mm-hmm. Or some of these other places where you you pay through the nose. I mean, it, it is expensive. I'm not going to say it's not, but it's not like sure. the the overwater bungalows in Tahiti. You sure? Yeah. And the time to get to Tahiti, you have to you have to spend a whole day or seventy two hours, even depending on the connections to get to Tahiti. That's right. You're going to Mexico, which is so yep. accessible. So then, what about? Yep. Right. Um, did you see any fish while you were standing in there? Any underwater life? No, no, I didn't. I, I, I didn't, unfortunately. But there were people snorkeling. I saw. I did see people snorkeling. Um, so there's probably something out there that they could see. Hmm. Uh, but I, unfortunately, didn't see anything myself. All right. What about the beach at this location? The beach was nice. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk of uh, seaweed issues out there, mm-hmm. and so they did a really good job of cleaning it up. It's a calm beach, so very swimmable. They have. They've actually built an island oh. out there to kind of um, break the waves to nice. keep it a calm beach. Mm-hmm. And since people enjoyed the island so much, you can walk out to the island. They have oh. some uh, lounge chairs out there, and they have like a volleyball, uh, you know, thing set up. And you can hang out on the little island if you want to, and just walk out. So that's what I did one day. I just kind of walked out to the to the island and and just chilled. And it was nice. really really kind of cute. All right, so tell us about what eating is like um, specifically at this resort um, because they, this brand of property says that they're gourmet <clears throat> inclusive. They have Michelin-trained chefs, and um, people go there just to eat. So will you describe a meal to us there? Yes, yeah, so I had a couple great meals. They have a, a few different kinds of restaurants. They have Sabor's, which is Mexican, and kind of Caribbean as well. Mm-hmm. They have an Italian restaurant. And they have a sort of Japanese-inspired restaurant. So mm-hmm. I went to the Mexican one. It was amazing. But the real one I really want to talk about is the, the Japanese one, Kyoko. Great. That one was really good. Um, I almost ordered everything on the menu. They were mm-hmm. looking at me. But I'm like, I have to try everything. I yeah. want to know what it all tastes like. They're like, are you really going to be able to eat all this? And, and I did. <laughs> I did. I didn't want to waste the food. <laughs> so I ate it all. But I got um, some sushi. I had some ramen. I had some beef tataki mm. and a few other playful dishes, but I thought that was really interesting because I have been to some Japanese restaurants and some of these all-inclusive resorts that were kind of like, eh. mm. uh, but this one was really good. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. And there was other um, Asian-inspired dishes on there. It wasn't all Japanese. It was just kind of tilted towards towards Japanese cuisine. Well, you kind of, you like Japanese food, so that's what you wanted to try. Yes. Yeah. And if you haven't right. heard yeah. Matt on any of the previous episodes, Matt is kind of our guest foodie on the program often where there's a couple other people who really enjoy to travel specifically to eat and dine in a local 
culture, but Matt, um, Matt is maybe the bravest of all of them and tries the most when he goes. So uh, if you want to hear some really interesting commentary on what it's like to eat a sparrow, our very first episode ever was Matt eating a roasted sparrow on a stick. So we won't get into what yeah. it's like to chew on a sparrow skull, but yeah. <laughs> you got to try everything because you never know if you might be missing out, you know, that That's thing right. that, that may maybe looks kind of funny or, or sounds weird. You know, it could be the most amazing thing ever. So I got to try it all. True. And I'm telling you what, if you're a foodie, you have to, and you want a travel agent, uh, you have to find a travel agent that is also of like mind or else you're just not going to get the right pairing. So if you're someone who's looking for, you know, someone who likes to dine well and also plans vacations excellently, Matt is a good choice for you. All right, Matt, let's go to, oh, sorry. Are we done with the charisma property or do we want to move on? Yeah, well, I did want it just to compare it to other. It has 157 rooms. Okay, yeah. So it's a little bit bigger. The Palafitos is its own little section. That's smaller. There's mm-hmm. only like, I don't know how many, 14, 15 Palafitos. Mm-hmm. But there is um, other style accommodations there. So if you can't afford the Palafitos, you can stay in the other parts where you have access to, to the three um, main restaurants. And it's got a great pool and, and all that stuff. So that's, awesome. Yeah, that's all I kind of wanted to say. And I'll give another plug for you in that I know the travel agency that you work for or that you're affiliated with because it is mine also. And we have a great relationship with this specific uh, family of properties and they do very nice things for our clients. So that's just a little tip because my clients have not at that specific property, but uh, at at a different property of theirs in that same region got um, upgraded to the penthouse and it was amazing. And he sent me all kinds of pictures, and I was very jealous. So, FYI. All right, Matt, let's go on to the third resort that we're going to talk about in our resorts to watch for 2019 in the Cancun region. What resort is it, and who would you recommend it for? So the third one, and it's kind of in a complex of resorts, all, again, by the same company, and it's Generations Riviera Mm -hmm. Maya. Mm -hmm. So that... One is my pick for multi-generational families, which is, I guess, why it's called Generations. Yes. So it's great. You know, it's got something there for grandma and grandpa, the parents, and the kids. I wish they had more online about their children's programming because I haven't been able to visit this property, but I am looking at it for clients for uh, two years from now. Actually, every two years, they do a great big family reunion where they book, I don't know, 10 to 15 rooms. And this property has three bedroom suites, and I think there's something like 2,700 square feet. Is that true? They're huge. Have you been in one? Did you get to see one of the three yeah. beds? Tell me about that. No, I didn't get to see one of those okay. those big suites like that. I saw more of the normal style accommodation, mm-hmm. but um, but even those were really nice and spacious. Yeah. And and great views of the ocean. Now this one, it, just to tell you, you said in a couple of years, so. They're building right next to this one is the, um, what's it called? It's the Casitas. So mm-hmm. the Casitas is right there too. Mm-hmm. And then next door, they're building a Nickelodeon hotel. Oh, and they're nice. all seamlessly kind of right next to each other, all owned by the same company. So, it, you know, you can have some people stay at the Casitas. Some people stay maybe at the Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And they can all sort of meet, meet somewhere uh, in the middle, I guess. Yeah, that's really so, interesting. So that's what's kind of great about this area, too. Yeah. 
Because huh, they all have different kind of, styles for each of those particular resorts, but they all are excellent choices depending on who your client is. Huh, interesting. Okay, keep going about generations. Sorry, I keep interrupting <clears throat> you. Go ahead. Yeah, so this one, this one again, is it comes with the great food. Um, it's got nice rooms. Like I said, it's for kind of everybody with families. Um, so this is your kids' one. All the last two we did was was more adults only, but this is great for kids. Mm-hmm. They've got a great children's program. It's got a large pool. Um, let's see, how many rooms was this one? Um, this one's got 162 rooms. Mm-hmm. So one of the larger ones of the ones we're we're talking about. And it's got a couple different dining options, not including the resorts that are, are next door to it. Uh, the only thing, and I, I don't think it's a big deal for families as much, it's got great ocean views, but it's not really a good beach. There's not really, mm. it's not really a beach that you would swim into. It's, um, is the only thing I can say. But I guess if you're going with kids, you probably don't want them to go on the beach anyways. You'd rather them stay, you know, in the pool if they want to swim. So is it's it got great like ocean rocky? views, but the beach, yeah, it's more of a rocky. There isn't really a way to get in. Um, to the beach and they've got these kind of pillars in there, which I'm told. So these, there's these blocks of, of cement that they've sort of built in the water, which mm-hmm. apparently is because in the future they know that the water levels are going to rise and that those are going to help keep the waters calm. It's going to help stop the waves from crashing mm-hmm. on the shore so hard. Mm-hmm. And so they're just planning for the future. But right now um, it's not really something you'd be able to, well, I wouldn't swim in it. It's just kind of rocky. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Is it a shell collecting beach? Could kids uh, collect seashells? I didn't. I didn't see any. Okay. I didn't notice when I looked. I didn't notice that. So I, I don't want to say no, but but I didn't really see. That's all right. That on the beach. All right. Well, that generations can't do anything about the beach at this point. But let's talk about why uh, the resort is awesome. Yeah. So you've got your. Um, a couple different food options. They've got a, a grand cafe and a deck with great views. They've got a Mediterranean um, style restaurant and some of these sort of switch out. So, you know, for lunch, it might be Mexican mm-hmm. in the evening. It might be Mediterranean mm. um, and something that kind of, you know, everybody, everybody might find something that they, they might love there. It's kind of the resort for everybody mm. is what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the one where if you wanted to have a whole, you know, a, um, a destination wedding and you want to invite the whole family and kids mm. and everything, this is probably the one mm. where and you'd you want to do And you got to book this one out uh, as far in advance as you can because this multi-generational style of housing with the three beds, um, that stuff books up super, super fast. So you've got to get in there when you, when you know, or you need to belong to some sort of travel consortium that has a reserve block of rooms, which... Uh, I know that we do. So anyway, just just for planning right. purposes, you you should do that early. And you know, if you can contact a travel professional, there's probably more rooms available that just aren't accessible to the general public. So just an FYI on that. Um, can we go back to children's programming real quick? Did you get to see any of the facilities beyond the yeah. pool? Yeah, yeah, I went through it, and um, we saw the pool walked through the restaurants. Um, they had a little trolley for us, and we saw seven different styles of rooms, mm-hmm. including the casitas, which is next door, which those are really cool as well. It's like basically little houses mm-hmm. with that are right next door to maybe two or three other little houses like mm. 
like, you know, sharing walls, but it's not a huge, um, so you just have like two or three neighbors is what's kind of cool about it rather than having like a whole hallway sure. uh, of hotels. Um, the kids program, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, Did they have like um, a splash what pad? was unique about the kids program. You know splash these, pad? Yeah. You know, these like where the water comes out of the ground or plays like hopscotch or there's a bucket that fills up and dumps on the kids. Sort of a, they call it a splash pad. Everything drains into the bottom. Oh, there's- no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see a splash pad, but I know next, you know, when they open up the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. next door in a, in a year or two, mm-hmm. um, it's going to have more of that kind of stuff. So that's going to mm-hmm. be more mm-hmm. definitely children centric, like all children centric. While mm-hmm. this one was kind of trying to be something for everybody. So it didn't, yeah. it had a kid's program, but it didn't, didn't have some of the funnest sort of amenities for kids that, that you might see at other places. But I think one thing they do here for the children that's nice is they do, um, they do eco kids and I think they do a junior chef's club of some sort where they teach the kids mm-hmm. local dishes and they can actually go to the greenhouse and pick vegetables and make like, you know, different salsas or pico de gallo or something along those lines. So they have, you know, they might not have a water park, but they have some really neat programs that your kids might not get somewhere else. So uh, I do know that about this place. And anyway, I would love to someday go there myself. Um, what else? Yeah, they had, go ahead. like you said, little eco, little eco chefs. And there's a little um, sort of like, I don't know if you want to call it like daycare or children's club mm-hmm. area there where they've got lots of different toys, something for all the way from like talks to teens. Mm-hmm. They've got different sort of elements and, and programs separated for them and, and different kind of planned activities that they can do. So every day there's um, certified um, child care mm. um, servants there that will recommend different activities and things that they can do, whether it's the cooking or different games or scavenger hunts. Or, or stuff like that. There was a ball pit. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and that I wanted to jump into that, but it's for kids <laughs> only. But um, I remember loving those when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, is this the? I, I think that I remember this. Um, that they partner with My Gym. Is that this resort family? Are you familiar with the My Gym programming? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's if that's this one. I don't remember seeing. I think that in My um, Gym, or maybe. Let me look it up. I, I think that it is. Um, my gym is for, it's like um, gymnastics light for the general public um, is, oh, okay. is how I would call it. Like you, your kids, if they wanted to do gymnastics but they didn't want to or, or they weren't, you know, bent on like a competitive program, they could go to a my gym type situation and they have scheduled programming like, rope swings and climbing and all like so it's you know heavy on the activities so your kids are going to be worn out but it's not necessarily a competitive gymnastics program it's a lot of play uh but you know tied into gymnastics and um i I believe that this is the program this is the family resorts yeah it is that um that is tied in with my gym so there's going to be i mean it's 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 a familiar product and a high quality product for children's programming so that their parents can know that they're going to be active and they're not going to be, you know, it's not just a Disney movie that's going to be on There's stuff to do with an right. actual program. And, and part of that program is by my gym. So, um, because I know you don't have kids and because I have kids, I know. 
So right. I'm just telling you, this is a good, yeah. this cool. is a good program. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, what else should we talk about with the generations property? Are we missing anything with them? No, I think we kind of covered it all there. Um, they, they do have a teens program as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a lounge dedicated for teens, 13 and older. What about, um, what about um, commute from the airport? How far is it? Uh, it's about 25 minutes or so from bad. Cancun airport. If there's no traffic. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be further mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. away, but it wasn't as bad as I, as I had imagined. Nice. All right. Well, Matt, what other tips do you have or do's or don'ts for making a Mexican vacation easier on a family or on a couple? Yeah, I would say, you know, consult your, your travel advisor, um, plan ahead. Um, what you want to do doesn't mean you need to plan every second, but if you do want to see, you know, get out of the resort and do some sightseeing, um, definitely book those in advance because they may sell out. So I did a snorkel cruise, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. So we went out for a couple hours and we swam in the ocean and there was, it was a guided uh, snorkel tour. We saw... Um, sea turtles, we saw manta rays, all kinds of fish um, in clear water, which was really great. Um, so with that, just make sure, you know, not all the days are, are best for a snorkeling. So mm. make sure you talk with the provider and say, okay, if, if I'm not actually going to get to snorkel because the water conditions aren't good, mm-hmm. you know, what's the, what's the recourse or can I come back another day or can I, you know, what can I do? I, I would be clear about that. Yeah. Um, the other thing I got to, to do, you know, Chichen Itza is not that far away, but I decided, you know oh, what, yeah. I'm going to go to Koba instead. And there was this um, really cool tour where you got to visit a little um, village and go through Koba. You ride your bikes through it, or you can walk, or they have like a rickshaw kind of thing. But I decided to ride my bikes, and you can actually climb to the top of Koba, which is the tallest uh, pyramid yeah. in the Mayan world. So. That was really cool because, you know, Chichen Itza, you can't climb it anymore. Um, yeah, that's pretty neat. You also got to visit some cenotes, which I thought was really fun. And those are like these sinkholes with, yeah. with fresh water in them. And you kind of go through a cave and then there's this like clear, cool water, which is great on a hot, you know, humid day yeah. in Mexico to just, to just dive right in. Which ones did you get to do? Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember the name off the yeah. top of my head. Um, it was, it did have, it was near like a, a little Mayan village where they like made food for you. And, and there was a nice little uh, buffet of like home. It really felt like home cooked food. Mm-hmm. And you saw the women there cooking it for you and, and making little tacos and different things. It felt like you were, you went to a, a friend's place and they, you know, cooking you some home cooked food. Oh, that's great. Um, that makes me, uh, I, in p- past episodes, I've said that we're at a shortage of Mexican food here in this country. And I actually waited in right. line at a taco truck for an hour the other day with uh, Joey, my son. He's three, but he knows what a taco is and he wanted to have one and so did I. And so me, Joey, and we have a new uh, rescue dog over here. So me, Joey, and the rescue dog were standing on the side of the road waiting for this taco truck for an hour because people were like, Mexican food, we're there. And uh, I don't even know if people online got food. Like, they might have sold out. But after an hour, we had to go get my daughter from school. So 
Sad story. We did not get any Mexican food, but that's all right. Oh, man. Somebody in England did, and it was worth it. So there you go. Um, okay. You, have to, go you have to learn how to cook it yourself. Well, Seth you have to learn Biden. how to cook it yourself. And the hardest part is the tortillas, although they're not that hard, but you can't just buy them at the store, right? I mean, do they have tortillas you can just buy yeah, at the store they, there? They do. but And, you know, so I bought a tortilla. They do? So okay. my husband's family, they're uh, actually from Monterrey, Mexico. And, um, oh, hold on, China, China, Mexico, I think. And they, so anyway, they make fantastic food. So I have upped my game substantially, but I still know that it's my Mexican food. Like it's not, like it's, it's not the same. It's not quite right. Like, you know, this German Irish girl cooking Mexican food, not quite the same. So I did, we had burritos for dinner, (laughs) but, um, it wasn't quite the same. So someday I'll get to eat at that taco truck, but not today. And that's all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, just one more note. Like when I, I book a lot of Mexico, I have a lot of honeymooners um, and it's all kind of, you know, with this word of mouth recommendation type situation, uh, which is fantastic. And, and I love my honeymooners. They're excited to travel. It's excited to be exciting to be a part of that. But the one thing I say is if there is one thing that you would be so sad that you didn't get to do while you were there. Let's book that one thing in advance and let's book it with, right. Oh, sorry. We're, we're a dog friendly show. Now she's talking in the background. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was clawing at the door. So I let her in, but, um, I, I, I want to book one thing in advance and I want to book it with a reputable provider because I have had clients that have called me from the side of the road saying we booked this excursion with, you know, these people at the port and they drove us basically to an alcove and held us up for money. And we just, you know, now we're stuck. So just wow. not, not to scare people, but to say, you know, be smart and know who you're booking through. So, which on this program, we like to introduce listeners to travel professionals that have vetted resources. And there's a really good reason for that. So uh, just be smart when you travel and book your one special thing in advance if you can, because a lot of people go to Mexico and they will sell out. So that's what yep. I have. Anything you yeah, have? You don't need to, yeah, you don't need to, you know, book out your whole every day, you know, planned. Um, but just those really close, uh, of course, if you are a planner and you want to schedule every minute of the vacation, that's fine too, but mm-hmm. you, you don't have to do that. Just, just find those one or two things that you definitely got to see or do. And make sure you have those those secured before you leave. Yep, and bring sunscreen. Sure. That's all. Definitely. All right, Matt. Well, I thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, I look forward to having you back shortly where we're going to talk about your certification as a, what is this good steward program you are certified in? Tell, tell us about that briefly, the name of the program. It's Good Travels. So, um you can learn more about it at goodtravels.org, but it's all about um, how to travel sustainably mm-hmm. and responsibly. Yeah. Um, respecting the local culture, culture, the local environment and flora and fauna and all that stuff. And okay. so I, I recently got certified on that. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, we'll do that soon. That's going to be a good one. Well, Matt, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the program today and talking about three resorts of teen for three types of travelers. I'll condense that into some fancy title. And, um, yeah, look forward to having you on again. Thanks, Megan. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, great. And, oh, Matt, before you go, how can people contact you? 
yeah, they can reach me at matt at matt.travel. That's my email. Or um, if they want to learn more, they can just go to matt.travel. Mm-hmm. Super simple. Just type in matt.travel into your browser. It's M-A-T-T dot T-R-A-B-E-L. Nice. You should have a matt.eatstheworld or something for all the food that you consume. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good one. That's your podcast. Travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> that other podcast. Matt Eats the World. That'd be a good one. All right, Matt. Thank you so much. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying good night.